Surprise! Well, welcome to uh, the first ever bonus episode. I just so happened to, well, let me first say, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me cry. You heard me having a tough time. You heard me trying to teach and share on something meaningful, but (laughs) earnestly revealing how much I needed that lesson, how much I needed encouragement and why. And that was tough. I really have been going through a bit of a tough time um, and having a falling away from belief that things are going to work out. But I had a huge turnaround last Friday uh, while I was driving back from College Station to Austin, where in College Station I was speaking at an organization. You'll hear me explain at the beginning of this clip, but that whole experience kind of, it catalyzed a big turnaround, a big wake up call. And I just decided I was, (laughs) I just had all these words and these thoughts just bubbling to the surface. And while I was in the car on cruise control on an open highway, I just put my uh, voice memo on and set it down. And you'll hear the car noises and you'll hear the rain falling and all of these things. But what you'll hear most is me having a very, very earnest self-talk and all the things that led me to essentially say, get up, (laughs) you can do this. And so I know that this will speak to anyone who is maybe needing a shot of encouragement, a shot of um, reinvigorating your belief that whatever you're working towards, it's worth sticking it out until you see the results. And even after you see the results, it's worth it to just stick it out, period, in a sentence. Um, so I hope that you enjoy this clip. Uh, it's quite motivational. And <laughs> I think I might actually listen to myself say these words Maybe I'll start every Monday listening to this. Hello. Okay, audio quality isn't going to be the best, but inspiration has struck. I am on my way driving back to Austin from College Station where I was at Texas A&M University, my alma mater, uh, delivering a talk to Christian business leaders, a student organization I was a part of all throughout college. And that was so neat. That was like a full circle moment where it's like, wow, I was all these people sitting in these seats and now I get to share with them what I wished someone shared with me in college. So here's the deal. Here's why I wanted to get on here. (laughs) Not whenever it's perfect, not whenever I'm back in my closet with my microphone and all these things, I think that I have something to say that needs to be shared right now. And I think that it started for me, but I I want to share it because I think that it could be what some of you need to hear as well. Last week, if you listened to the last episode of this podcast, you will have heard me having a really tough moment you will have heard me cry unexpectedly like wow the surge of emotion just kind of caught me off guard and I I guess I had a whole lot of subconscious thoughts really ganging up on me in that moment where I didn't realize how disappointed with myself 
that I have been and how kind of hopeless I've allowed myself to get. I think that I had, I guess, unintentionally suspended a lot of belief that as I'm working hard to do what I'm doing and create the things that I'm creating and all of that, I somehow lost the belief that any of the work I was doing was going to pay off. That, you know, maybe nobody's connecting with this. Maybe, maybe um, no one is going to want to see the value and commit to working with me. Maybe people just want things for free, which has been something that's been frustrating. Um, And maybe people just want like quick tips and advice, but they're not willing to commit to a transformation in their career that I'm like, hello, come on. It's here. You can do more than that. So anyway, I just got frustrated with a lot of things like that. And started to make me believe that no matter how hard I work, no matter what I put out there, no matter how gold I think some idea that I've polished and delivered to someone is, maybe they're not going to do anything with it. And that really got defeating. But then today I just, thank you, Jesus, for just encouraging me with this and filling me back up with this encouragement because I realized today, like, no, get up get up. And this is for you. If you, I mean, you don't have to relate to the very specific frustrations that I just aired out, but maybe you're in a job hunting season right now where you're like, holy cow, I am so sick of applying to 10 jobs and writing thoughtful cover letters and not getting any response. That is so frustrating. I, okay. I hear you sister. I, I am doing a whole lot of stuff and not feeling like I'm getting the response of my dreams right now either, but I feel reinvigorated with belief because I realized that just because I didn't get a response for one thing doesn't mean I'm not going to get response for the next thing I do. And I think I just let that pile up. Like why, because this happened one time, does it have to be true the next time or the next time or in the future? And I think I let some lack of responses or perceived failures build up to, oh no, I'm seeing red. Maybe things aren't working out. Whenever in reality, it just because something happened once doesn't mean it has to be the true for all the next times that I try it. So I was, what really invigorated me this morning was thinking, oh my gosh, Kelsey, you think that you're failing because things aren't absolutely perfect. Things aren't, you're not doing all of your wildest dreams by the wildest dream deadline that you set. And you're not getting all this crazy, insane, like, stadium response because that's just not the stage of life that you're in. Like, let's be realistic. And I realized that I am the same person now as that 16 year old me that didn't even have, I had this burgeoning idea. It's not the word. Sure. I had this idea that I wanted to be an entrepreneur 
And I didn't want to wait until I was a big kid. I didn't want to wait until I was an adult and had this long track record. I wanted to be an entrepreneur now since I was six years old. So I went ahead and with the help of my dad, I started at eight years old a business washing cars. And that's how I made my money growing up. That's how I paid for things that I wanted and helped um, like contribute to the summer camps that I wanted to go to and all these things. So that's what, how I made a living from eight years old through 17 years old. And then whenever I was 16, I was like, you know what? I want like a real business. I want a brand. I want to do something like that, like have a product. That would be so cool. And so I had this idea that I wanted to create a specialty custom bag that was custom made for ballet dancers and the products they need to carry, the needs they need to have, the way that they carry their bags and where they take them and where they have to fit them in at the studio and all of those things. And so I started to make a prototype. Like I went to Joanne's Fabrics and I pasted some things together, drew some diagrams, but I wasn't even half done. Okay, no, I had like a really, really sloppy prototype together. Like the edges were not even hemmed. It was so sloppy. And I just so happened to carry that into the biggest dance, like retail supply store in Texas. I was visiting there and I was uh, there for like a point shoe fitting. And I was carrying my bag around and lo and behold, the owner of that studio or that um, dance retailer, dance supply retailer, whatever, however you say it, she catch the bag catches her eye. Oh, I thought I thought I'd pause for a second. We're back. We're back. Okay, I, it catches her eye and she said, "Oh, where's that bag from?" I didn't have my pitch together. The bag wasn't even even polished whatsoever. I immediately turn on her as business lady Kelsey and I say, I created this bag. I'm reforming the prototype, but this is the initial uh, run. I am uh, providing these to dance retailers such as yourself. Um, the idea is to provide custom dance bags to ballet dancers and uh, with a custom fabric selection so we could send over a a set of fabrics and a first run but if any of your customers want additional selections and to mix and match their own colors then they could reach out to us and she says great I'll take 24 literally that's how it worked out she took the first order and boom before I even had a company name before the product was even halfway good that all worked out and I'm the same person who boldly went up to so many recruiters and said, I want this job. Or uh, the same person that struck up business deals and started a YouTube channel at 17 and did well with that and did content marketing before that was even a thing in the early 2000s. And now I have the audacity to think that I'm just some loser that can't figure things out. And that's just not true. It is not true. I can figure things out and I will. Oh my gosh, Gina Rodriguez, that reminds me of a quote. I heard like famous, um, I think it was, uh, what is it? Some award show acceptance speech. She, she said, my dad always said, go out and get it and say, I can and I will. And she said, dad, I can and I did. 
And I'm just like, wow, I can be that person. I think it's literally just comes down to belief. And so this is something that I said to the audience at Christian Business Leaders last night. A huge piece to you having a fruitful life in which you maximize the use of the talents and resources and opportunities abundantly provided to you in this time in history. Um, It all comes down to giving yourself, or one of the main components I'll say, it comes down to giving yourself permission to believe that you could do more with it than the options you see modeled to you. You are not, I'm speaking to this room of business students that I know what it's like. I was them. I know what it's like to feel like, oh, you know what? I think that literally my only options are to be a investment banker, a consultant, a a business analyst at whatever company, just doing general stuff, an accountant, or I don't know, some like marketing intern somewhere. And the thing is, as at this point in history, with so many options available to us that we need to be faithful to use, because yes, is sometimes like creating your dream career a privileged standpoint? Yeah, yeah, it is. But we have more options available to us as in this Western society, especially I was speaking to a college educated audience that even if they don't, if even if they have barely anything in this, their savings account, but they have a car, they are in the top 10% of wealth in the entire world. We have to do something with that. We have to not just like have a privileged attitude, but have an attitude that you will be faithful with all the opportunities around you that you could have for the taking to go and use for the glory of God and for the service of your fellow man. And so that is something that I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to create this business for myself. I'm doing it with deep conviction because I know that this is the help that is needed in this world right now. This is a key component. I hate to stand by and to think back on my past self feeling like I really don't have options and you know work is just about sucking it up and doing something you hate so you could cut a paycheck, pay your tithe, provide for a family, and then I don't know, have fun on the weekend and then die. That's not true, okay? We have missions placed on our heart, talents entrusted to us by the almighty God of the universe to use for his glory, to assert hope and solutions and beauty and all of these things that the world needs. And we have creative minds and executive functions and logic and intelligence and abilities that we should be using for the glory of God. Who are we to sit back and say, no, I really do think that I have golden handcuffs chaining me to this 401k benefits package and I can't do anything that I actually feel is meaningful or would contribute in a way that I would be proud of to use my life doing. That is total crap. Come on. So I'm doing this work to help people connect with that, connect with the thing that they were called to do with this life and then actually do it. So you don't have to feel stuck and you don't have to feel limited by things that aren't true limits. They're self-imposed. And so as I am saying 
I guess, providing my firm proclamation that that is what I'm setting out to do. And it is a point of service. It's not for me, although God is so gracious that with the calling he's placed on our hearts as we do it, he's designed us to reap immense satisfaction as we serve others in ways that are meaningful. So that's just a point of graciousness that our God is. And But anyway, I want this to speak to you and me both. We do have callings. They're not ridiculous. Go out and serve. And we have to, it's a point of faithfulness to get over ourselves, get over the limits and the disbelief that we have to use this life well. So this is my proclamation. This is my comeback. Last week I cried on the podcast. This week I'm saying I am committed. I have belief that this will work out, not just for my own sake, but I will connect with those people that are desperate for this help as I was. Because I know they're out there. I even met some of them this uh, yesterday whenever I was at Maze Business School at Texas A&M. Some of them, I met somebody who said, oh my gosh, I've been listening to your podcast and it has been the thing I needed to hear. And so I know that you have those messages inside you guys as well. You have something that was put on your heart to share. You have to share it. You have to do it. Just be faithful to figure out what that is and don't let disbelief get in your way. Let's do this, fam. (laughs) Are you not so pumped up and ready to go seize the bull by the antlers, as my dad would say, and just go out and get it? Like, let's get over ourselves and, you know, allow yourself to feel tough feelings. But whenever they've completed and you just allowed yourself to feel it, okay, what am I going to do next? Not like, why is this happening? What am I going to do about it? Um, And another thing (laughs) that uh, I guess I would say as a takeaway from this episode is think back to a time. Okay, if you're not feeling successful or you're feeling like I... I'm not this certain way. I'm not good enough for this. Oh, you know, I can't, I, I guess I don't deserve to be confident or worthy because I'm not qualified or whatever. Well, think back to a personal example, a time whenever you were qualified, whenever you did nail it, whenever you did show your audacity and you did well for it. Think back to those examples. So like you heard me do in this little bonus episode, this clip, you heard me say, I am the same person that did X, Y, Z in past time. Um, And so do that for yourself and uh, tell me what you got from this episode. And yeah, let me know. That's just something that is a real blessing, not just staying in silos and saying, huh, okay, cool, cool tip. I'm motivated, but let's connect. Let's start a conversation. That would be a huge blessing. So, um, yeah, <laughs> let me know what you thought of this first bonus episode. Let me know if you're interested, if I ever have future pep talks, personal pep talks, uh, if I should just continue to whip on my uh, voice memo app and shoot these out. Well, Uh, have a great week and I'll see you for tomorrow's full episode, our regular programming. Bye.